Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Teacher Cast Podcast, coming to you live from the birthplace of Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with your host, Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to episode four of the Principal Cast Podcast, hosted by Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnson, and myself, Dr. Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, please visit www.principalcast.com. There are many great ways to contact Principal Cast. First way, of course, is our website, www.principalcast.com. Second is through email, info at principalcast.com. You can follow the hashtag on Twitter, PrincipalCast, and also tweet directly to us at PrincipalCast. You can also find both our audio and video feeds on iTunes. So welcome to the fourth episode, everybody. We're going to start out this week. Unfortunately, Teresa is not able to make it. Uh, so we have Jessica, who is fresh off of her trip to Indiana. And well, first of all, can I just say, I think the real reason Teresa is not here is because my Packers beat her Lions. Yeah. I'm just going to call her out on it. I, I was thinking that same thing, Jess, but you know what? It could have been food poisoning. It could be a couple of other <laughs> things, but yeah, I thought that earlier today. So, um so, Jess, you weren't with us last week uh, because you were busy in Indiana. Could you tell everybody what was going on and what are some of the things that you were doing last week? Um, Jessica, we're having some technical difficulties. Unfortunately, we didn't hear that. Jess, uh, Jeff, can you hear me? I can, can hear you, yes. Okay. You can't Jess, hear me? Now we can. Really? Yeah. I didn't do anything, though. That's weird. All right, well, How weird. Okay. edit that out. Okay, so Jessica, you weren't with us last week. You were in Indiana, and <laughs> you spent some time uh, talking with some educators, and you were having dinner, I believe, last week with a very good friend, innovator, motivator, Todd Whitaker, uh, and also Amber Tiemann. So can you talk to us a little bit about what, where you were last week? Yeah, so I flew to Indianapolis. Um, Amber Tiemann, who is an administrator from Texas, also flew there. Um, Todd Whitaker picked us up from the airport, which was really cool and exciting. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, you made a face like you can't hear me. Okay, um, we then, um, yeah, Todd uh, showed us Indianapolis. We went out to dinner. Um, great conversation to have, you know, other educator minds there, especially an author of like 30 books. Um, another added bonus to that was that uh, we ended up having dinner next to, we were looking over and thought, that looks like a big basketball team. And it was the WNBA Atlanta Dream Team who had just won their playoff game that night. So a little added excitement to our dinner. Um, and then the next day, we went to the Indiana Principal Leadership Institute. Um, that is a program um, that runs for two years for, 
I want to say there's like 80 or 90 principals in the state that attend this. Um, they have different trainings throughout the year and um, we presented in the afternoon on principals and social media. So um, Amber talked about some really great ways of connecting with your families, um, talking about Facebook and Twitter and showed everybody how to use Hootsuite and I think it was Follow Fast. Um, where if their parents are not on Twitter, they can um, use text messaging um, where it actually, they subscribe via her Twitter account, but without having Twitter, they get text messages. Um, and then I presented on um, creating your own PLN using Twitter and following blogs. So really, really exciting day. That's awesome. So when you, when you have, um, you know, Todd sitting there and you guys are having dinner and stuff, I mean, because we all want to ask him all these these questions, and um, I've got a chance to to interview him before for my, uh, you know, for my uh, blog. But to have him sitting there and talking with him. So, what are some of the things that you talked about? Oh my goodness! I mean, we talked everything education-wise. We talked about um, writing books, getting published. We talked about. Um, Twitter, all the great connections on Twitter, talked about ISTE, um, I wasn't there, but um, Amber was, um, talked about future conferences. Um, for anybody not in education, it would have been the, probably the most boring conversation ever because all we talked about was education. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, at, at any point did he uh, shift the monkey back to you? I mean, were you, were you, sh you were telling him something was going on at your school and he said, I got to shift that monkey back to you? Oh. Gosh, I can't remember. I don't. I don't remember. It's kind of. I remember uh, the time that I interviewed him for my blog. It was it was hilarious because he he took the call and probably shouldn't. Uh, he was helping his daughter move into an apartment, and uh, so he's on the cell phone and, and we're talking and I forget I was going over something and he said, you know, Spike, um, basically what you're doing is you're you know you're you're shifting the monkey. You know, when you make that announcement, you know, in a staff meeting. Uh, you're basically, you know, pushing a plane, a blame monkey on your entire staff. And is that what you want to do? And, and like, and he's lifting boxes and moving in, you know, <laughs> to moving his daughter into an apartment. I thought, I thought it was awesome. Like how he could have that, that focus. Um, so did he speak um, at the conference? He, you know, what is really funny. Um, you're not going to believe this, but he is like um, the gopher of the program. So like he, I'm sure he's, um, he spoke the last time that they met. Um, this time he just kind of did um, some of the, the, the back work in the room as other people were presenting in the beginning. Um, but was probably the most exciting for Amber and I is that he um, introduced us which was really cool. I wanted to actually like record him. I had my camera or my phone ready to record him introducing me, but I thought I'd look really pathetic. Ah, that's cool. So uh, what kind of connections did you make with the uh, principals in Indiana? I'm sure you know you follow them or they follow you, so it was probably a pretty cool opportunity to um, for you yeah. and Amber. Yeah, well, and, um, you know, I, all of the people that um, I found that day that were starting their accounts or they had previously started their account and were actually, you know, tweeting out, learning how to use it for a PLN purpose, um, I added them to a list. So if you look at my list on my Twitter profile, I just have it as IPLI. And I've already, um, as many as I could, I've added to that list. Or if you just use the hashtag IPLI, um, which is for Indiana Principal Leadership Institute. They're um, trying to continue connecting together using that hashtag. So you'll you'll find them all there. Um, and one is actually um, uh, 
I can't think of his name without finding my list right now, and then clicking on my computer, it'll mute me. Um, uh, an author who just co-wrote um, one of Todd Whitaker's newest books that's coming out this month, The Secret Solution. Okay. So I got to chat with him, um, and I've already actually read that book, um, did a preview of that. Uh, so it was, it was great to connect with him since I had read his work as well. Um, and just, I mean, really great principles out there with, with great ideas and, and great questions to ask. And yeah, it was just an incredible day. And, and um, what I told them is, um, and, I, and I say this whenever I'm sharing Twitter in a presentation, um, this isn't about, you know, trying to get more followers on Twitter or um, uh, what was that or whatever. Um, I'm really, I'm trying to build my PLN. So it's really for selfish purposes that I want to get more principles on Twitter so I can keep learning from them. Yeah, that's awesome, Jess, and, I, and I'm sure that you are well received, um, you know, because just knowing you over the last, you know, probably year and a half and, and all the things that you have to offer, I'm sure it was an awesome experience, and, um, you know, and, and Amber, too, you know, like you guys are, are definitely pushing the envelope on things, so um, we look forward to many great things coming out of Indiana. Sure. Well, thanks, and I will tweet out a link with... Um, the, our presentations and our handouts um, that are in one of my blog posts. Okay. And, and Jeff, I'll put that in the show notes. And the other thing is I know that, um, you know, with, with Todd's new book coming out and even the gentleman that you mentioned that was one of the co-authors, hopefully we'll get them on uh, later in October and then we can talk a little bit more specifically about the new book. Yeah, hoping to get Todd Whitaker on here. Great. All right, Jess, so our first segment uh, is always what's been happening, and you want to talk to us a little bit about um, a distribution center through Walmart that your school was recognized for? Um, yeah, so this was pretty cool. We were I was contacted by our Walmart distribution center and said that we were um, nominated to be recognized by them, um, and I had to in secret plan with them. I couldn't tell any of my teachers what this was, but they came in one day um, last week on Thursday. Did um, I had to call everybody in for a special assembly, um, and the teachers knew about the assembly. It was in my my weekly my Friday focus post for them, and I said. Special assembly, I can't tell you what it is. If you ask me any questions, you will have to sing on the stage because I'm a horrible liar. And if they would have asked me, I wouldn't have been able to say anything. And nobody asked, nobody wanted to sing. Um, so, everybody, the whole entire school gathered, um, and Walmart came in. They started talking about how great teachers are, how great our school is. Um, the kids got all pumped up, and then they did a drawing for 20 um, $50 gift cards for our teachers. Awesome. And then they fed all of our kids in the whole school cake. So like they were totally pumped and so excited. Um, and I think the funniest part, this has nothing to do with school or principal, but one of the, the Walmart um, employees was taking pictures. And um, later on when I came in um, from recess and the kids are going through their lunch shifts getting cake, he shows me um, a picture in his camera of a kid like covered in frosting. He goes, um, do you know who this boy is? And I look, I'm like, um, that's my son. <laughs> oh my God. I go, did anybody else look like that? He said, well, there were maybe just him and one other boy. I'm like, right. oh, oh man. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> the principal's kid. Yeah, you're like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. So, and how did the teachers respond to, to all that? I think they were, I mean, they were all excited. It was, I was sad though. Like I have 26 or no. 
there were 26 teachers in the room. There's like 32 staff because we share with, with some of the middle school and high school. But so to have 20 gift cards and there was just a handful that didn't. I was a little sad of that, uh, but I think they were all still so excited. Wow, that's a shame. Well, that sounds like a cool thing that they did. Um, so uh, for me, um, as far as like what's been going on, we started you know a new teacher evaluation uh, system this year. We're using McCrell. And uh, so this week was filled with uh, several pre-conferences, evaluations, post-conferences, uh, utilizing the new tool. And uh, the cool thing about this is as we're, you know, sort of laying this out, um, we have to do a iterator reliability. So I got a chance to work with another administrator. Um, he's our math and science uh, supervisor who I respect uh, a great deal. And uh, we got a chance to sit down and watch a 40-minute uh, lesson uh, in a first grade class and work on our iterator reliability. But then also for me, uh, to, like as a, as a newer administrator, to learn from him and some of the things that are going on, uh, I thought it was really cool. And when we, when we were finished, he said, you know, do you want to, you, know, um, you know, just compare our notes or, you know, how do you want to do this? And I said, well, if you don't mind, uh, Ray, let's just go through the entire rubric. You know, because before uh, we were using a district uh, type of evaluation system, so I felt like a court stenographer. I just would go into the class and I would just type and type and type and type and every and take down everything that I could. And with this new evaluation system, it's not really necessary to do that. So um, I, I wanted to go through. We actually literally went through the entire rubric and had a deep conversation about the different aspects of the rubric. Uh, where the teacher was, where there was opportunities to, in the post-conference, to have a discussion, uh, because the McCrell, um, the McCrell evaluation is all based on this conversation between the teacher and the administrator. So if if uh, if you don't see something that the teacher does, they provide an artifact. You discuss that, and that could impact the the evaluation. Um, you know, where you put them on the rubric. So it was great because we, there were some things we left blank. There were some things that we maybe rated lower on and said, well, when she comes in, maybe she could show us or talk with us about that because we didn't see it within that 40-minute uh, time. So it was really good. And then, um, of course, in the fashion of a true elementary uh, principal, when it was time for the post-conference and we were going to do that together, I had... Uh, two irate parents in that I needed to see, uh, was investigating a bully situation, a young man in fifth grade was uh, crying his eyes out. So I had three or four different things going on at the same time. That's just crazy. I never have any issues like that. <laughs> so, so Ray just looked through and I have this little, I keep talking to you guys about my my office, but this little ice cream window, and he looked through the ice cream window, and and he said, "Just can you just tell me your your login, and uh, I'll take care of the post uh, conference." And it was hilarious because I'm like, "Well, I haven't even changed it." So I gave him what the what the um, the login was, and he went through and took care of it, and it was it was great. But um, that's going to be my biggest challenge. I see, you know, is you know we have an increased amount of observations that we have to do this year, and all the other things that, that are going on because basically I'm a one-man show. Yeah, I'm the same. And um, Spike, I have to ask, um, is this your first year or your second year with the new evaluation system? This is our first year. In New Jersey, they were uh, 
opportunities to pilot. I guess the last two or three years, uh, we chose to not pilot, and uh, so the rollout happened for everybody this year. Okay, because we're in our second year. We piloted last year. It's not state mandated until next year, but ours, as I've heard you talk about a lot of the components, ours sounds really similar. Like we just did our self-assessment. Um, I'm leading teachers on the SLO tomorrow, which is SGO in your state, right. um, another acronym. Um, we have the formal and informal conferences. Um, the rubric for us didn't come up until the summative um, at the end of the year, but, um, you know, just quite a few components, but still um, able to make it a very, um, it actually um, is a great tool for a really reflective process and conversations with the teacher. And um, I really, I, I've spoken um, a few times on leading with the coaching mindset right. um, along with um, the evaluation process that don't make it about the forms, don't make it about the paperwork, have it be about the conversation. So it's just, it's interesting to hear how, how yours works too. What what uh, form are you using, or is it? Um, well, our system was developed um, with Dr. James Strong. Okay, yeah, I forget. Yeah. Was yours? No, no, we okay. were using McCrell. So, like, so, in, the, our state approved. I think it was Strong, uh, Marzano, McCrell, and Danielson. And okay. We went with the McCrell. And yeah, our state our state model um, is Danielson. Um, our, um, ours is called the CESA 6 um, Teacher Effectiveness Project, but many, many districts in the state went with um, this one. It was developed um, with many teachers and administrators throughout the state with um, Dr. James Strong, and he's from the East Coast, so I'm sure there's many, many similarities, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then um, the online portion where all of the forms are is in um, mylearningplan.com, or it's called OASIS. Um, I know Tony Sananis uses that at his school. Okay. So that must be big out in the East Coast too. Yeah, I think um, the, from what I've heard, like in New Jersey, I think like maybe seventy percent of the uh, the state went with the Danielson model. Mm -hmm. um, but I have seen like Eric Scheninger uh, tweet out that he's done McCrell, so I know we have that in common. But uh, there's McCrell and like I said, Marzano. Um, the district that I live in, their teachers are evaluated through Mar Marzano. But I think the, the whole thing is very similar. Like you said, it's more of a conversation. It's more of a, um, an ability to uh, try to encapsulate exactly what's going on in the life of the teacher, not just what you see in, the, in those observations. Because um, like for us, like a, like a, a tenured teacher with five or uh, more years of experience, you only have to do three 20-minute observations. So with that, you're only seeing a, really a minute part of what their entire year is like. And, and there's other components of it when you, when you put everything together. So I think when we look at this and we, we get into these conversations, I'm hoping that it's going to inform my practice and, and make me a better uh, leader. And it's something that, like even when I just blogged about, um, you know, as I struggled to be, you know, um, an education leader, but also paying attention to the, the small things, the details. Yeah. Um, hey, we've got some really good questions in the chat oh, cool. right now from Peggy okay. and, and Craig. Um, Peggy, first of all, asked, are you scripting those lessons, or how are you capturing your op, um, observations? Do you rate it right on the rubric? And I'll just say that I used to be a scripting queen. Like, I would script out word for word, and then I would take that script later on, and I would, you know, take the time to go through and analyze it, and then write up the evaluation. 
um, from that observation. However, that would take me forever. So I actually, um, and I did that for, for years, so it was really hard to give up scripting. I just simply use the form when I'm in the classroom. Whatever I see, um, I just type in within each standard what I'm seeing, um, and, I, and I get a lot of it filled out when I'm in um, the classroom observing. Um, I might sometimes use um, my notepad still just for like, um, I'll have like a class um, seating chart and I might, you know, mark on each um, student desk like whether they're on task or off task or if the teacher wants me to keep track of, you know, how, how she gets around the room or whatever. Um, so I might script other things. Um, I don't, do you, do you script? Um, that's what that's what I was calling like I used to be much more of a scripter like mm -hmm. as much as being like a court sonographer the way I, I put it like I typed yeah. that thing down and the teachers really appreciated that but in order for me I feel like to learn this new evaluation tool and to um, you know to really understand the way that the manner in which we're rolling this out it's not necessary anymore so I'm actually being forced to take a take a step back become more familiar with the rubric make some some different you know anecdotal notes and that's about it like so I'm, I'm really and it's tough for me because I got in there and I get my 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 you know my laptop and I just want to start typing because um, I wanted to like you said capture everything and be able to talk with teachers about that but um, I'm gonna just gonna keep continue to do the anecdotal notes and then um, you know have those discussions that I think are important yeah, and then Craig asked, how many times are you going in to observe formally or being evaluated? And um, I will just say our system, um, last year when we did it um, as a pilot, every single teacher was two formals and two informals, um, which um, as a district we decided um, to change because some people couldn't keep up with that. And so now it's um, they're on a three-year cycle if they're post-probationary where they have the first two years are two informal observations and the third one is two formal observations. Um, but I also, I wholly believe in getting into classrooms way more than that. I try to get into each classroom once a week. Um, so I just give informal feedback outside of um, what's required um, and I just, I email teachers feedback or have verbal, com verbal conversations with them. How many observations do you have, Spike? It depends on where they are. Like if they're a first-year teacher, you're supposed to do uh, two 40-minute and one 20-minute observation. Um, if they're, I think, from like two to four years, uh, it's one 40-minute and two 20-minute. And then if it's five or plus years, it's three 20-minute. <clears throat> this can be announced or unannounced. Mm -hmm. and, um, we also use a um, we use McCrow for our walkthroughs as well, and basically each administrator is required to do ten walkthroughs a week, and they're supposed we're supposed to have thirty walkthroughs on every teacher by the end of the year. What did you thirty per teacher? Thirty per teacher by the end okay. of the year. Yeah. Okay. So wow. over we we're in a pretty big. Um, we're in a pretty big school district, and over the last few years, we've averaged uh, like 15,000, 17,000 walkthroughs um, as a district. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. So our, our mosaic gets, gets rather big. So um, now, as we're sort of, it's a good transition as we're talking about walkthroughs. Um, Jessica is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, using Sketch for classroom walkthroughs. You want to talk a little bit more about that, Jess? Sure, yeah. So um, I love using Evernote. I use it for my brain, for everything. Um, and that's where I keep track of my classroom walkthroughs. Um, my 
not the ones that are for evaluation system, but just I have a checklist where I'm keeping track of whose room I've been in, and then that's where I also compose my um, my feedback that I will email them. Um, and I love Sketch, which if you're not familiar with Sketch, that's another Evernote tool where you can take a picture and then you can just kind of um, you can edit it, you can annotate on it where you're writing text or maybe drawing an arrow. Um, and somebody tweeted out, and I will, um, now I have to find the link, um, they, they tweeted out um, a blog post showing how to use Evernote Sketch when you're doing um, your classroom walkthroughs. I have why. That. It's actually uh, David Lee, uh, David yeah. Lee Tech. Yeah. yeah. And so he just shows right there, like, take a picture in the teacher's classroom and then, you know, annotate something on the picture and email it to them. So then they've got um, some feedback right there. So, like, one example, um, he's got a picture of the teacher and a student up by the smart board and says, Aaron, you did a great job. Thanks for representing our school so well. Um, obviously, I would, I would put more feedback than that, but I just thought of how... Um, how great of an idea that might be, and also I'm thinking my teachers. If you know, if I sent a picture of the class and said like, "Oh, look at how independent your students were during daily five, I, I know darn well a teacher would pull that up and say, "Hey guys, look at what Mrs. Johnson sent us." Yeah. So that'd be great feedback for the students and for the the teacher. I think that's cool too, and that's something that I'm looking forward to implementing now that you've made me aware of it. Because one of the things that, like getting back to the observation uh, evaluation tool, is the the concept of artifacts. So, for instance, if I'm not seeing something in a formal observation, but I go in and I see cooperative learning, where I see use of technology, if I were to do something like that, then the teacher can use that as an artifact later on yeah. when, we that, when we have that discussion. So that's really cool. I'm going to definitely look to do that. That's so a great idea. That that will that will be in our in our uh, notes for today. Yes. Okay. Very cool. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how our school was recently recognized uh, for a bronze medal uh, for the Healthy School Alliance, and uh, one of our staff members received an all expense paid trip to Little Rock, Arkansas, and very heard cool. Bill Clinton speak and uh, got a chance to meet with. Um, you know, the various schools throughout the nation who were um, recognized for either a gold, a silver, or a bronze. And uh, it was really cool because in talking with the teacher, um, you know, when she returned about, and she had sent me pictures along the way, it was really cool because it was, you know, it, it was an opportunity for schools to be recognized for their hard work and trying to change the culture of um, schools through being healthy, you know, whether it is our our school lunch, um, our athletic program, our um, you know our our snacks and uh, you know things that, that that parents bring in and and although you know we're still working on it, um, you know Stephanie has uh, really educated us you know into you know how we can change the school culture and it's been difficult because. Uh, you know, a lot of people are used to, you know, it's it's a child's birthday, so everyone should bring in cupcakes. You know, like you said, Walmart brings in cake. And, you know, and at, being in elementary school, we do recognize that there are times that we're going to do that. But um, we, we've started some new initiatives to try to help parents with that, um, you know, making sure that they're not dropping off McDonald's for lunch and that the, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, th this has been a really good um week for us in that sense and uh, you know it just kind of inspired us to to want to achieve more uh, and go for a silver for next year so it was really cool 
That's awesome. So, uh, um, so as we uh, transition into uh, keeping current, uh, I don't know if you put this on here or Teresa did. Uh, <laughs> that was me. That was you. Um, Connected principals are teaming up with NAESP and NASSP for Connected Educators Month. So that's pretty cool. I see that you have your uh, NAESP hat on. I actually got a chance to uh, present there this summer uh, at NAESP um, with a couple teachers and my assistant superintendent. Is that the same presentation that I heard you guys do at ASTD? It was similar, yeah, yeah. In fact, this this one we we combined both the uh, the one that our administrators did, and then uh, or our central administrators did, and then the one that we did. So yeah, very cool. Where we yeah. got to actually meet. <laughs> I almost got to go there because I was invited um, to come and do what. Um, uh, to talk social media, what Joe Mazza and yeah. um, Tony Sananis did, but I couldn't afford to get out there. So it was really sad watching the Twitter stream as I wasn't yeah. there. They did a great job, and there's a lot of work to be done. In fact, the, the proposal that we put in for this year all revolved around trying to help principals become more connected and to help them out with social media because there was not a really big following there. I mean, there was a couple mm -hmm. uh, connected educators, um, you know, that I got a chance to meet Peter DeWitt and yeah, um, but awesome guy. That, yeah, but other than that, I mean, most it was Joe and and um, you know and Tony trying to get everybody hooked up. So it's good that they're they're reaching out and they're they're trying to. Um, advance that a little bit. So uh, what did you stumble across here? Connected principles uh, teaming up with, with these organizations? Yeah, it's just, well, um, if you follow CP Chat, um, that has always been an ongoing um, chat on the Connected Principles. Um, if you don't already follow the blog Connected Principles, I would highly recommend it. If you follow any blog, that would be the one because there's probably a hundred principles that contribute to the Connected Principles blog. Um, I'm one of them. I'm sure you're one of them, Spike. Aren't you? No, I'm actually not. What? I know. Okay. Isn't it crazy? We need to get you hooked up there. All, all you have to do is do copy them. the same yeah. posts that you already have on yours. But it's just, you know, one-stop shop for where there's, where there's lots of posts. So um, NAESP and NASSP are teaming up with CP Chat, um, and we're actually going to have a scheduled chat on Wednesday nights for the month of October. Um, we're still working out who's going to um, be leading the chats each night, but um, I know Joe Mazza's one, uh, myself. Uh, Tony Sananis, um, I've lost the list of those of us that have been emailing all around. Um, so there's going to be a different um, chat scheduled each Wednesday. This Wednesday is getting your colleagues connected. Then we've got getting recognition for informal PD like connecting in online networks. Um, there's going to be October 23rd, what could we do in our schools if we had really, really great broadband. Um, and then October 30th, a crowdsourced topic which will be announced later on. Yeah, I see that's by uh, Patrick Larkin, and Patrick is a, he's a great guy, I love following him, um, especially when he was, you know, the Burlington High School uh, yeah. principal with the one-to-one -one, uh, initiative, and now he's transitioned into being assistant superintendent, so I've uh, been definitely following him on that, I've got a chance to talk with him, he's a great guy. Yeah. All okay, right. any uh, questions popping up over there? Well, let me, I am 
really missing um, Teresa because she is so good at she multitasking is. compared to me. Um, I don't think so, but we did skip over Jeff or Spike. Sorry, I'm I'm reading <laughs> now. Now I'm trying to. That's why I can't multitask. I give out the wrong names. Um, on our section, that's normally the the question from the newbie or. Um, you know, just kind of a hot topic for principals. I don't know if this is appropriate, but um, it's an article on phases of first year teaching. And I share this with my teachers, um, with new teachers every year. But I also find that it really applies to everybody, I think, in any year, and I think as a principal, too. And it, um, we'll have to tweet out the link. I don't know if you can tweet while I'm talking, because I can't multitask. I tried. But it, it shows this great um, uh, kind of graphic of you know, how the, the first year teacher, and again, I would say teacher of any year or principal at any year, where you start out in anticipation. So you're like, you're, you're getting really excited. You're ready to jump in. Um, and then as the year gets started in, you know, October, you're like in survival, which even though this is my seventh year as a principal or sixth year, I don't, I lose track. I feel like I'm in survival right now. And I hope um, Teresa doesn't, I hope she's okay with saying this, but I remember last week she boxed us and said, if, if, if it doesn't get any worse than this week, then everything's going to be great. And I boxed back, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble, but it's just going to get worse. And no matter what I see, you know, something worse always happens. So, you know, we're, we're kind of all at that survival point. And then you get to, you know, November, December, and you're like in disillusionment <laughs> because, you know, the stress piles up, the, you know, just everything you've got to do. Mm -hmm. um, this is when most people are getting sick in the year um, and then you get Christmas break and then you kind of come out in February March in rejuvenation you're, you're much more excited you, you're ready to finish the year strong um, and then you get into reflection at the end of the year of how and then again back to anticipation so um, I I share this with new teachers all the time and their mentors, but I just, when Teresa said that in that box um, last week, I, I thought of this and I thought, oh my gosh, she needs to see this. And um, I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like this every year. It's just, I know to expect that I'm going to be in survival mode and disillusionment, but I'll get to rejuvenation eventually. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I looked at that and I I really wish I had more new teachers, to be honest with you. Like this year we have one. You know, our physical education teacher. Last year, we had another one. You know, and it's just like we're we're at a point too. And I tease my staff all the time, especially when they looked at the matrix of the observations that we had to do. Ninety-eight percent of them are five plus years. Now, most of them are from you know maybe eight to ten or twelve years, um, and they've become you know, the older teachers in the building. Whereas when it, when they first started, they were like they were the rookie teachers. They were looking, you know, at all this kind of stuff, and now they've become, you know, this sort of the entrenched, uh, you, you know, teachers. But they're almost all there. Like our bell-shaped curve is is uh, almost the reverse, you know, like where it's you know all pushing towards you know people who are uh, tenured and you know in, involved in uh, you know many different things beyond being a, a first-year teacher. So. Um, I don't know. What, what's your staff like? Um, I've got I've got quite an assortment. I've got veteran, you know, close close to retirement. I've got some new ones. I let me think. Four years ago, I hired eight new, brand new teachers. So that Whoa. was like my yeah. big crop. Wow. Um, and 
I just must add that was while I was in my final stretch of pregnancy. I actually left one interview to go to the hospital because I thought I was in labor. <laughs> I mean, it was it was kind of crazy, um, crazy timing. So I, I've got a really um, good balance, I think, of of new, middle, and and veteran. Yeah, the, the, and the one new teacher that I have, she's new to the district, but she's not new to teaching. So she's had a few mm -hmm. years where she, you know, she taught, and then, you know, like a lot of things are happening, like getting rift and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna track this to see how she does with this because she is new to us. But, um, you know, every, everything changes. But I'm, I'm looking at that, you know, this disillusionment phase, you know, where. They've they've come through you know the anticipation they've survived you know getting through the the first couple of weeks and then you know my my hope is that she would become part of the family uh, as we like to call it and then and, and get beyond that that disillusionment uh, phase where she's um, you know part of us and and you know connecting with the kids and the parents so I did tweet both of those uh, articles out that we discussed tonight. Okay. And you know what, Scott in the um, in the chat room, Scott Merkel just made a really good point. He says we've moved to Readers Workshop district wide, so it's like having a brand having brand new teachers across all grades. So, um, and really, I mean, I would say that with the Common Core standards for us, it was brand new to all of our teachers. So it it really changes, you know, where you're at in your I guess your life cycle of teaching as new curriculum and and new initiatives come. Yeah, I mean we're we're using uh, a new reading. We're piloting a new reading uh, series this year, uh, Reading Street through Pearson. So there's a lot of teachers that have uh, they do. They, you're right. They feel like it's it's like Groundhog Day all over again. They're they're starting out. They're trying something new, and uh, it, it shakes a little bit to their you know understanding of what they thought a 90 minute literacy block would be. So you know what? Which is interesting. I think that one time I'd really like to sit down and go through that like through the podcast um, especially since we're all in elementary and talk about the the 90 minute you know or I don't know how long you guys use but the you know the the language arts uh, balanced literacy approach yeah that you know I would talk daily five and cafe the whole time right right so um, yeah so we should we should definitely talk about that yeah good topic all right. So, and also, I will get that that connected principles out. Um, so, is there anything else there, Jessica, other than the uh, the Packers uh, winning today? <laughs> no, other than Simon Miller says he's trying to get um, principals on hearing our stories on here, and um, says he's going to have a principal cast viewing party if necessary to get them to hear the podcast podcast oh, and start goodness. getting connected. That's awesome. That that is so cool. Uh, yeah. Well, and. You know, in transitioning to that, like what we try to do each week is to um, talk a little bit about the the folks that are inspiring us. You know, so uh, hopefully, you know, if anything, we're inspiring some people, uh, and then, but we also want to pay it forward. So, uh, Jessica, you got to talk about your uh, choice of the week. Um, um, yeah, my choice of the week, you've already heard me talk about her, is Amber Tiemann. Um, she is 8Amber8 is her hat, her Twitter handle, and the reason for the 8 is that she's surrounded by Troy Aikman, whose number is 8. Um, she is thoroughly obsessed with him. If you um, go to her Twitter handle and find her blog, um, she actually has a post all about meeting Troy. Um, and even as we uh, presented together, she had to talk about how great Troy Aikman is. 
Um, and she just she has some really great um, tech things to share. She's a, an assistant principal at a tech magnet school. Um, so even though I was presenting along with her, I learned great things from her last week. And her blog always is filled with great things as well. And she has the cutest Texas accent. I oh. felt like I was like, as she spoke first, and then it was like watching the movie Fargo as I started talking. <laughs> so did you guys present together? Um, yes and no, like we had different parts, um, but we like we planned those ahead of time and then when we met the night before we, we looked at what each other was doing and we just jumped into each other's as, you know, to help add other input. Wow. And had you met in person before? We met at ASCD for the first time. But um, that I mean, that's the great thing about Twitter is when you're really connected with these people, they feel yeah. like they're all your best friends. I mean, you meet in person, and it, it seems like you know a long lost friend that you just haven't seen for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is a great transition. Um, the person that I want to talk about tonight is uh, Peter Dewitt. Um, he is at Peter M Dewitt, and will I, I just tweeted that out, but. Um, it's P-E-T-E-R-M-D-E-W-I-T-T, and he is an amazing elementary principal mm -hmm. up in New York, and I got a chance to meet him at NAESP in July. I uh, followed him for a while. He's an edu Education Week blogger, um, a real out-of-the-box thinker, a guy who challenges the process, and I, I was like really starstruck when I met him, though. I, I, I honestly say I'm like, you're Peter DeWitt, <laughs> you know, one of, <laughs> one of those moments, you know, and uh, it was really cool, and um, so we got a chance to talk a, a great deal, and he was very helpful um, in, in talking with me about you know, different issues going on with being a principal, being a leader, and then um, I did get a chance to see him um, present, and he actually taught me a little uh, cool tool that he uses um, uh, when he does a uh, little like screener, he, do you use screener, Jess? Mm -mm. What is that? It's basically just a screencasting tool. So oh, um, okay. he was talking about like flipping your your uh, faculty meetings and stuff like that. So say you wanted to go over you know SGOs and or SLOs and front load that. Like you could um, basically it's just a little box that gets superimposed over any website or video or anything that you want to show and then you talk through it and you get five minutes to do that and you can um, basically just you know go through and show the the teachers you know things that you want them to know before going to a faculty meeting so, so just making a screencast basically yeah and screen, oh okay yeah it's a, it's it's exact same thing but it's you know it's quick it's very easy and free and uh, and then you have all those uh, cataloged and then you can just you know tweet out the link or uh, email the link to the um, to the teacher so yeah. um, but he was he was really good got a chance to like I said meet talk with him uh, in fact I saw him also later on that day in the ASCB um, and there, I'm sorry, the NAESP uh, bookstore and I said is that weird like your book is right over there <laughs> And he was there. He was actually there. I think buying Michael Fullan or Todd Whitaker's book. Like, so it just goes to show that, like, even you know, published authors, you know, take the time to you know to read and and expand. So, um, so it was really cool. And I don't know if I noticed, if I said that to you earlier, but I did get a chance to see uh, Todd speak at the NAESP 
uh, conference, and he was amazing. Totally brought the house down. Yeah, did he, he presented on how to make all your teachers like your best teachers, right? Yes. Yeah. That yeah, he and I talked on that topic at dinner. Yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah, very, very cool. Well, so, I do have to say, and I, you didn't say this about um, Peter, but he is going to be um, done being a principal. Um, oh, I didn't I think know that. in December, yeah, and he's going, which I was very sad, but he's going to be, be impacting a lot more people. He's going to be working for, um, oh my gosh, I just thought it, whoever, um, if you've read Visible Learning by John Hattie, he's going to be touring and presenting on that, mm -hmm. um, so giving PD, um, and he's also going to be working, doing some work for Corwin Press. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so very sad. And then just to throw out another thought, um, you, you said screener, you can do five-minute um, screencasts. Um, another one, just to throw up to you, is screencast-o-matic, and you can do up to 15 minutes, and that one's super easy. And that's super-o-matic. Screencast-o-matic. Well, it's super-o-matic, too. Okay, it, it is super. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. We, <laughs> we, we go through this all the time. So we'll put those in the show notes. Uh, screencast-o-matic, super-o-matic. Screener, uh, all types of really look. There she goes. She's typing right in there, uh, folks. She's like right on top of it. So because I'm not like, talking, <laughs> and it looks like we've actually reached our time because we're, we're yeah. trying to keep these to about 45 minutes. So um, hopefully everybody enjoyed our uh, our talk tonight. And I just want to uh, make sure that everybody knows that we are uh, at Principal Cast on Twitter. Uh, our host, uh, of course, we have the infamous Jessica Johnson. You can find her blog at www.principalj.net. You can follow her on uh, Twitter at Principal J. Uh, Teresa Stagger, who unfortunately couldn't be with us tonight, she is www.principalstagger.blogspot.com. And you can follow her on Twitter at Principal Stagger. Of course, myself, um, you can follow my blog at drspikecook.com. We're at drspikecook. And just a reminder that there's many great ways to contact Principal Cast, www.principalcast.com, or email us at info at principalcast.com. Follow the hashtag PrincipalCast. And you can go to iTunes and find both our audio and video uh, feeds on iTunes uh, for principal casts. And this show would not be possible had it not been for the hard work of Jeffrey Bradbury, who is the infamous at TeacherCast on Twitter. Um, he has an amazing site for all your professional development needs, uh, www.teachercast.net, and all your podcasting and video needs at www.teachercast.tv. Jessica, it's been awesome. Yes, it has. And we'll hopefully have Teresa back next week. Yes. We miss you. We do miss her. All right. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week.